Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Hello, welcome to the Winemakers. This is Brian Casey with my friend Bart Hansen. John Hi, Myers Brian. out on assignment. How you doing, Bart? Good. Um, Sam, I don't know what Sam's up to today. So Sam's at a um, very, very important meeting having to do with the swim, swim, the new pool, or the proposed new pool for Sonoma Valley. Oh, that's been going on for a long time. Yeah, it has been going on for a long time. Okay. So, so hopefully they'll get some movement on it now and stuff. And, and John's out um, having, his, uh, having some body parts repaired. And uh, we hope to have him back in a few weeks. Um, John, I hope you're, well, we know you're listening. Um, hope you're feeling better. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, Troika Wines in the house today, which Bart, you and I were pouring at uh, Ramsgate for the uh, uh, Sonoma County Vintners. Sonoma Valley Vintners. Sonoma Valley Vintners, yeah. thank you. Signature Sonoma Valley. Signature Sonoma Valley. You guys all had, you know, gold medal wines. We were in the, we were in the Moon Mountain room right correct Is that right with yep. the corbin and whatnot and um and then you guys were in the bennett valley space right that's correct because you were pouring the pinot yes okay cool so ariana why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and let us know who you guys are cool hi everyone i'm ari i'm part of the riggs family we own and operate troika wines i'm here with my dad the owner and vintner of troika and we are a new um, family-owned and operated label. We just started um, in about 2013 making wines. And then a year ago, we got all of our licensing. And so now we have a tasting room down off of Burndale. So wait a minute. So, yeah. I was going to say, so when you say you started, were you home winemaking for a little while? Or do you mean that you just were, you were just doing Custom Crush originally? So, Dad, do you want to take over on this one? <laughs> Dad, were you making wine in the garage? You know, as we got deeper into the industry, you know, talking to people, uh, next thing I know, we're making some Cab and some Merlot. Uh, small batch, nothing uh, big. But What's what small batch do you? One barrel, two barrels, six well, barrels? Well, uh, our Merlot, we did 50 cases. Okay. Um, our Cab, we did 400. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah, and and the cab came off of uh, Howell Mountain, so it's Napa Mountain fruit. It's pretty spectacular wine. I mean, right now it's pouring, and and being a thirteen out of Napa, it's has high demand, and yeah, and uh, we're, we're getting new fans just because of that. Wine. So, so that was the first wine you guys made professionally. Yes. Okay. Cool. And and um and who helped you with that first year's winemaking? That was Philippe Melka. Okay. Seriously? Boy, you started right at the top, didn't you? Wait, so how did yeah. that come about? <laughs> well, we we were looking, you know, for a cab, not realizing that, hey, we're not going to have anything available for a few years. And, yeah. and he had some bulk going and right. and kind of shared it with us. Wow. Uh, yeah, we, we, we can say his name. We just can't use it in print. Right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, yeah, a winery I worked at um, in the past, they were interviewing winemakers, uh, c- consulting winemakers, and um, 
he was one of them and I was sat in on that interview. It's interesting. That's a, their way of coming in and managing. Um, you know, he has assistant winemakers that are assigned to specific wineries and you get so much time with him and so much time with them. And, and they, I think pretty much like, like you don't say, can you just help us out with this and this? I think they come in and they go, this is what we will be doing from start to finish. And I know there's a million different ways these consultants work, but it's, it's fascinating. Was this at Lasseter you're talking about? What are they doing? This? Uh, I was just that place. <laughs> I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, those one guys. <laughs> yeah. So how, and how did you get in touch with him? You just heard that. Actually, he overheard a conversation we were having with someone else. Uh-huh. Really? And, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, realized right away that oh, this kid's struggling. He needs some help. Right. Uh, and so he brought me back, tasted this wine with him, and and I went back to John Keys, our, our current winemaker, and he's tasting it and goes, oh, we, this is fabulous. And so he allowed us to take a little bit of that out and yeah. boil it under our, our name. And so it was some wine that was some part of one of his project and he right. sold it to you in bulk. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing that, you know, there's no doubt that all these wineries always have a little bit of wine left over. I know that I worked at some higher end wineries that, you know, had wine and yeah, you, it never made the bulk market. It never meant made it to Ciotti saying, Hey, here's your samples. It was always, right. You got to know a guy to know a guy, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what's so funny about the what was it, Cameron Hughes wines or something? Remember he they they started out those and you know it was like oh this is the same wine as Bond. Oh yeah, it was just some leftover barrels, right? Cameron Hughes. Yeah, I, I know that name, but I don't yeah. know what you're talking. Anyway, about. Anyway, it's just it's fascinating. So that that's yeah. a cool story. That's a cool story. Your first wine. From that guy over in Napa that yeah that guy, his name on. <laughs> yeah, right, right. but but you actually had I mean before you guys were even legal you had wine is that is that what you guys yeah, were saying before you were even yeah we we did well um, so yeah. you bought okay let's well, to, to answer Brian's question you were selling that wine so you had to have uh, some sort of a license yeah we were our type yeah, two was finished right, in right, August right. Okay. so yeah right. we were and, a and legit winery at right. that point okay but we were a wine label before. So Brian, so, so yeah. and for people out there, there's a couple ways to approach mm. the business is that um, you're either there's I guess there's three ways. There's um, a type two, which is you are a sole proprietor winery. Um, and then if you have that, then you can allow other people to have what's called an AP, which is a alternating proprietorship. So it allows if it would allow me to make wine under somebody else's facility mm-hmm. and do all my own books fully responsible and then also have the ability to sell wine directly. Um, Which is what. In so that's ways. what you do. No, right what now. I actually that's what I'm going to shift to. What I have okay. actually right now is what they started off to, which is a 1720. Mm-hmm. So that's a wholesale retail license. So theoretically, when what's supposed to happen is that when the wine, when the grapes are delivered to this winery, they're not coming to me. They're coming to the winery who's making the wine. And then once it's been labeled and bottled and the taxes have been paid, then it becomes my wine. Okay. so theoretically, anywhere it's a custom crush, you really you you really don't have any control over it. Um, So. So those are the three different ways. Okay. So they now, they had a 1720 to start, and now they just had their type two 
um, finalized. So they're a sole proprietor and they can do anything they want within the rules. (laughs) Within the rules. Okay. Well, then let's start at the beginning. Perfect. Um, Why the? What were you doing before? Getting into well, wine. Why did you get into the wine business? Yeah. I wanted to lose all my money. <laughs> yeah. Well, job well done. <laughs> Here we go. All right. But, but the wine's really good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got great color, so you're doing it the right uh, way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's raining off. Yeah. Um, prior to this, I was uh, an executive in, for a uh, manufacturing company that supplied the railroads. Oh, uh, cool. So, yeah, I've spent 25 years working on roads uh, all across the U.S. But I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, met my wife up in Tahoe, raised our family up in that region. And then as soon as I could get back down, we got a place in Napa and started hitting the wineries. Mm-hmm. We were, I was finally at an age where I could appreciate it. Yeah. Um, growing up you know, in the South Bay, uh, we always looked at the North Bay as like, Cattle country. Uh, hmm. Now, where there's vineyards, it was all pasture. Yeah, you know, when I was dairies, up, you know, yeah, yeah this chicken farms, early seventies. Yeah. So, well, yeah, because I do remember it. You, Almond, Almond, Valley, right? Right. I mean, grew up right next to Almond Vineyard. Yeah. Uh, wow. My junior high, Dartmouth, Go Eagles. Um, they uh, right across the street from the winery. Yeah. So yeah, everybody I knew worked at. The winery summer jobs and yeah and you did too or no uh no i just cut through the vineyard to get to school okay uh, shortcut i mean shaved off a good half mile on the walk so pick some grapes every now and then in october yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so then you had seen people in the wine business and and you and your wife somehow fell in love with wine and decided um That's let's not just right. buy wine and drink it at home let's um let, let's you know do what? what we actually started this label uh, this being my two best friends we've known each other for 50 years okay um and so though you that's the three um the, the horses the three horses right yeah what does troika mean it's a three horse strong carriage been used for centuries in northern europe and russia i mean when we uh came up with the name we thought it was really cool and then you know like years later everybody's hating on russia and we're thinking oh man oh. <laughs> oops yeah I, I want, trust me that's <laughs> well yeah i mean well, i know we'll, what you mean but yeah yeah people are pretty short-minded that way yeah, yeah. yeah it's amazing you know, by the third poor usually um (laughs) (laughs) but it's cool so then translated into english it was three business partners working together so it just went hand in hand both meanings were exactly what we were doing so it worked really well we wanted a reason to keep hanging out no i mean these guys have been next to me for literally 50 years i mean it's we we'll go like six months and maybe not talk to each other and then get on the phone. It's like we were talking yesterday. I mean, that's the kind of relationship. I mean, I'm, I'm, they're truly brothers to me. And are they, are they involved um, on a, in day to day on the business or no? No, 
Okay. That's Ari and my wife, Noel, and right. they tell me what to do and I do it. So what do they get out of this? They get uh, some they wine. Get wine. Yeah, they get wine. I mean, <laughs> and they get to tell all their friends that yeah. they own a winery. Right. I mean, right. you know, it's, they get yeah. to fight over which horse they are. You know, I'm this guy. <laughs> but one of the main reasons we started the label was to make Grenache. Uh, and why is that? Because not a lot of people make good Grenache. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's it's a varietal that should be out front of everybody, and and it's not appreciated because people don't do with it what they yeah. should and if sam were here he'd say fist in the fist right. in the air yeah, fist, yes. in, <laughs> fist, fist in the air That's so right. and so what was it about grenache for the three of you that well we just like the varietal i mean we've had it right but i mean what so i guess i'll say this what were those grenaches that that you had that you went uh, if we could make wine like this yeah uh, or maybe I should ask, which ones are they that you went, I can't believe they call this Grenache. Well, that too. Um, but in college, I uh, had a couple of Spanish uh, Grenaches. And, you know, it was something I had never tasted before. Yeah. And it was it was just wonderful. Yeah. So, cool. you know, had the memory. Yeah. Uh, and we just wanted to get to a point where, you know, we had something as good. Yeah. And, yeah. and we feel that we've, uh, we've done that. Right. We, we've got some really good fruit out of Mendocino County. Yeah, I, I know, the, I've definitely heard of the Split Rock Ranch, mm-hmm. and I want to say it's on the east side, right? East side of 101? Um, I, I believe the west side. It's I'm actually, sorry, the, you're right. The, yeah, Right down the street from the 10,000 Golden Buddhas mm-hmm. Temple. Right, correct. And so oh. that Chenin mm-hmm. Blanc comes from that vineyard the oh, okay. the buddha's dharma vineyard at the yeah right. the city of 10,000 buddhas we're, we're, right we're, so you, we're, you're right we're, we're neighbors yeah. yeah yeah cool yeah it's really cool yeah um and brian we've who who makes the split rock i i don't i don't, offhand i have yeah, no idea anyway it's um, delicious so like the first wine we poured was the 2016 bennett valley pinot from berlin vineyards and how did you guys get um, get hooked up with the this vineyard? That was through uh, John Keys, our mm-hmm. winemaker. Um, he was familiar with the vineyard. Um, at the time, we uh, were looking for something a little different than the Carneros Pinos. Yeah. Um, located this one. The fruit was fabulous, so we harvested some the next year, and we've. This is actually our longest library to point of of a particular wine. Yeah. Um, we just love this fruit. Yeah, it's it's the sixteen's beautiful. I like the richness of the mouth, and it's got some texture to it. Um, you know, I won't say that it's tannic because it's not tannic, but it has body. I mean, it has you know really nice mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, and, and and I agree with you, like Carneros Pinots are very distinctive. I mean, you can literally, in my mind, and I don't drink a lot of Pinot, so people will kill me for this, saying this, but in my mind, you can really taste the clay in the soil. I mean, it, you know, they don't show the fruit that other areas do. And Bennett Valley kind of seems to kind of weigh in between the middle, between that and Russian River, which is so, you know, incredibly fruit forward. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where you get the cherry cola stuff going Correct. on. But the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is a little bit more elegant, restrained yeah. Uh, style. Yeah. yeah. And then we have the 2017 
um, also. So John Keyes has been the winemaker for you guys, with the exception of Philippe, um, yeah. from the start. Oh, we were just talking about that, that their winemaker also makes wine for Dwayne Wade. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I heard that Dwayne Wade was a big was a big wine guy and him and his wife what's her name she's the one of the judges now on Gabby Ga- Gabriella yeah. Reese Gabriella Union. Union Gabriella Union yeah. Gabriella Reese is that volleyball player Correct. I think okay yeah. Gabriella Union now yeah now she's a my daughter watches America's Got Talent oh, okay. or something like that know. she's one of the judges on there yeah. she's actually really sweet um, but how do you get hooked up with Dwayne Wade well John yeah. <laughs> is he a basketball fan or no okay I mean, it, it just now he is though. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think sometimes if you're a professional athlete or someone of that of that status, and you decide you want to start your own winery, you've probably got a winery that you love the wines, and so you would go to you'd go to um, uh, uh, what's his name that he works for. Mark Harold. You go to Mark Harold and go, Mark, you're the greatest winemaker there is. Will you make wine for me? And Mark says, you know, I'm a little busy, but I got this guy that works for me. You know, maybe he'd do it for you and I'll oversee it. I mean, I, and I'm totally theorizing. No, I can, you know, I can I, see I'm, Uncle Bobby came and uh, saying that to him coming or, to him saying, you know, they know each other from some people yeah. in L.A. and then say, yeah, we're well, going to. That, that could actually, be exactly. John, John worked with, came in. Yeah, uh, yeah, for a couple of years. Right. Okay, yeah. Right. So I can I mean, totally so see. I know it, it was someone in it. Napa Valley, though. Okay. So that's exactly uh, what happened. Yeah. But it was a winery up in Napa, and they had known John and introduced uh, them okay. because they knew he could do it. So yeah, I mean, it's I mean I, exactly. That, yeah, it, it's it, it's not answering. It's, I'm sure it's not a, answering an ad on the wine business weekly. And no, and I'm just curious uh, if the cool, label is going to be like, you know, is it a wine to sell or is it one that he just? Wants oh no, to they're make selling for, them. Uh, he was just mm-hmm. at um, he was just at Aspen Food and Wine uh, last week. Um, uh, he was on a panel and stuff. <sighs> huh. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the celebrity wine mm-hmm. uh, world is huge, you it's know? It's all the rage right well, yeah, yeah. There's kind of a competition, you know, amongst him and LeBron and right. a few of the others. Well, I, Yao Ming has got a, right? He's got a cab yeah. 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 from Napa that's yeah. supposed yeah. to be, yeah, super high end. Yeah. Well, they like their cabs in China. Yeah, yeah. I, you know. Oh, yeah. I like their reds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> There was um, <laughs> air quotes. Um, <laughs> well, you know that, that when we took a tour of Opus one day, they said they said if we wanted to, we could sell everything we make to China, and no wine. You guys would never see any of our wines, but we hold back some of it so that they have actually some local wines that that go out to us. Well, it's generous, a, yeah, yeah, isn't that nice? Guys. <laughs> I don't know that I would be so generous. I'd be like, right. fuck it. Send it yeah. all to China. We'll make something else. <laughs> so I think of the 16 and 17, the Pinot right now, today, uh-huh. as we're tasting it, um, I, I'm giving the nod to the 16. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's in its stride or it's even going into its stride where that just seems a little, um, still a little tight and, and mm-hmm. whatnot, but and we just bottled that, yeah. so you guys okay. are tasting so that. Yeah, we, first, we, and I actually we release I, it next month. I mm-hmm. actually really like the um, the the upgrade of the label on do the seventeen. Cool. Yeah, I okay. do. Yeah, love because it, it actually makes you look, and I think you actually notice the three horses a little more because you're actually looking at it as opposed to right. the the contrast of the white and the black. Yeah, and they, they now they have three labels to approve instead of two. 
Oh, we have, have so count, many labels. Well, you have to, to count. Isn't this the, one, yeah, two, it three, totally right? Is. Yeah. And you know what's funny is during that bottling, the government was shut down, so all of our labels were stuck. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Those bad boys got hand printed? labeled. So oh. much fun. <laughs> Hundreds of cases to hand label. Let me tell you. Hey, we're, we're good at it, though. Now. I mean, right now. Right. Very efficient. You figure out what's efficient. Everyone's yeah. like, it's a labor of love. And while they're saying that, you're like, no, it's not. This right. is not. Well, your, your neighbors over there um, off of Burndale, the, um, yeah. the Hanson family. So I just took a tour last week or the week before. And they have six different labels and they bought this machine from I don't know where this specific yeah. machine to do the labeling but they said it it did not do what it was advertised to do so they still have there's these two girls that mm -hmm. we met that they do they the do a labels. lot of the hand labeling yeah. and then they're putting it in the boxes and uh, and they have to so they have to get six labels approved because they have little ones that go over mm -hmm. here and one here one right. one on the back and I was like man you guys are yeah, those are the Nuts. guys that were telling us it was a labor of love. And we're like, okay, guys, yeah. you're right. You well, have to have that sure. mentality. Yeah. It's one of those yeah. things, you, you know, when you start counting how many times hands touch a bottle oh, yeah. of wine or distilled spirits or beer or whatever, you know, it, it's, it's unbelievable. We used to always, um, at Kenwood, we used to shake our heads because we could never, the artist series was tissue-wrapped um, bottles, and we could never time it right where we could bottle it and and we didn't would never have enough people but where you could bottle it tissue rack it and then put it into the wood boxes but so it would always be it would get bottled and then they'd someone would want to get it tissue wrapped but the wood boxes wouldn't be ready so then they'd go back into the cardboard <laughs> boxes and then go into the wood boxes so. it's so true but, though because when you're in the industry you don't ever realize how much goes into a bottle of wine and now you look at it like it's a piece of art like there's so much that goes into every little aspect of that right. wine and then when people complain about paying 20 or 30 oh, or whatever yeah. you go god they have no idea no how idea. much yeah yeah it's true what are you guys retelling the uh, pinots for uh the 16 goes for 45 Mm -hmm. And the 17 goes for 49. We'll go for 49 yeah. when it's released. released. Right. Yeah. And so um, you have a tasting room uh, by appointment. No, you are there at certain hours open. Thursday through Monday, we're there 12 to 5. Okay. And then by appointment, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And um, can you give us the address of that? That's at uh, 22985 Burndale Road. That's right. You're actually on Burndale Road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those people, are, if, I mean, if you're not from the area, it, um, what is it? Fremont Diner. It used to be Fremont Diner. It's still it's, called Fremont uh, Diner? It's the Boxcar now. Oh, box yeah, yeah. Boxcar? Yeah. You so and you I go to the box car. We did. Go to the boxcar, have some lunch. Fried chicken. Or bring right? it over. Fried chicken. Oh, we have beautiful you get it to grounds. go. You can pick Bring it over. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is beautiful yeah. grounds. It's um, right next to Hanson um, Distillery. That's Hanson with an O N, no relation to mine, unfortunately. Because um, I'd like to have some trades, get some of that Hanson money. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to tell people that they go Hanson. I go, yeah, like in the uh, soft drink company. Yeah, that's yeah. us. Um, and so, um, stop in there uh, mm -hmm. for tastings. Um, and then, are your wines distributed also anywhere? Or are you at this point? So, no. Yeah, direct to consumer. Yes. And then you have a website, of course. Yes, mm -hmm. and a wine yep. club. Yeah. That's how we're reaching folks. Okay. And we don't advertise at all. It's almost all word of mouth. Uh, wow. 
Yeah. Well, you're now members of the Sonoma Valley Vintners. Yeah, we love them. It's been a huge help. They've put us out, you know, front and center on a couple of occasions. Yeah. We appreciate their efforts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, uh, it's nice. It's they do have a good outreach. Um, And then, are you working with some of the local um, uh, tour companies or anything? Have you? We we plan on working with uh, Valley of the Moon. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we've recently had discussion there and they're going to be uh, try to get them to yeah, use you as a place to stop. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then there's a, a couple of smaller ones. Uh, we're more geared towards uh, the experience. Right. Uh, people that come in usually spend an hour, hour and a half with us. Uh, we walk the grounds, go out to the vineyards, uh, spend time out in the fermentation and, and barrel rooms. Okay. Uh, usually end up tasting eight to ten wines. It's, you know, sneak a little out of a barrel maybe. There you uh, go. Wow. And who's doing that? Who's doing the tastings if people come in? Um, usually my wife and I. Oh, cool. And then I come yeah. down and help them. And then, yeah, <laughs> in the summertime, Ari yeah. comes in and she's our, our third and that's awesome. Good yeah, for you guys. A, so a great experience. Yeah. yeah. We value that. So we wanted Absolutely. to do that yeah, for that, that's people what we, who come we in. We enjoyed, right. uh, mm. you know, on when we were on the other side. Right. And, and now that uh, we're able to present, we do all the things that we, we love to right. do. Right. So. Right. And what vineyards are there on the property? Um, you said you're well, taking so people out the, into so the vineyard. So it's the Sejas, yeah, and it's Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. You know, that's their bread and butter there. Yeah. Right. Uh, and a lot of it's picked early uh, for champagne. Ah, uh, okay. Or vodka. Or vodka. Which, okay, thank you, because mm-hmm. they wouldn't tell us. <clears throat> they said <clears throat> they I said it because <laughs> I was asking what varietals they used, and they said, oh, well, at this point, we've got people that are interested in Oh. Copying oh, our yeah. business model, and so we're we don't really want to. Well, sell it could be a blend of most of, most yeah. of their fruit they're getting is uh, Central Coast, actually. So oh, well, I don't think go. they're using a lot of fruit that's locally sourced just because of the price well, yeah, uh, involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, so if people are tasting. You said eight to ten wines. How many different uh, skews? How many different wines are do you guys have available at one time? Up to this point, we have fourteen. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so Pinot Grenache, what else? We have Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. We have Where's three the Sauvignon of Blanc from? Napa three Valley. Oh, no. Yeah, actually, and, and we just Howl sold Mountain. out of one of them. Yeah. So Howell Mountain just sold out. Yeah, uh, we did yeah. a really fun oak aged Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. People that love shards loved it, of course. Right. But so we do those from Napa Valley, and then we do a rosé of Grenache, and we will be releasing a rosé of Zin. It's fabulous. Uh, and then we do Grenache, Pinot Noir, Cab, and Zinfandel. Yeah, we recently we recently sold out of our Merlot. Um, oh, yeah. And we have three cabs uh, that'll be released over the next six to eight months. Okay, and all from Napa? Yes. Yeah. Pritchard Hill uh, Pritchard, are our newest, too. Pritchard Hill and Atlas Peak. Wow. From a vineyard. So you're one, that we you're one Sonoma valley one yes. is the bennett valley the the pinot yes. yes yeah 
that's a we figured we do a Sonoma wine since we're in Sonoma now. Well, yeah, and and and, 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 and so that way the will, you know, give you a little love. Um, It only made sense at that point. Yeah, we started in Napa Valley. No, no, I get it. I get it. Trust me, I, 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 I totally get it, man. You want to try to, you know, pay homage to where you live. Of course, you know that that and you know we 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 chase the, where the fruit goes grows right, best, right? And, uh, Absolutely, and that's Bennett Valley is a great example of that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. No, I'm a huge Bennett Valley fan. I I always said it, the not when I hit the lottery, the day I hit the lottery, right? I'm buying a piece of property over in in Bennett Valley. Yeah, it's beautiful. It, trust me, it won't take you long to figure out the superior grape growing area in all of Northern California is Sonoma Valley. And you'll be getting rid of all those Napa contracts says, you know? and stuff. People are nicer. The wines are superior. Moon Mountain fruit. Although we can't tell, you know, the Zen growers. We can't take it because they're in this with oh, yeah, us. That's right, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. Those guys so, are stuck with us. So you do. Um, you we talking about it earlier. You do also make a Lodi, uh, Lodi Zinfandel. And that's from a vineyard that you guys own. We do. Yeah. How well, did that come about? Yeah. The Handlebar Vineyard, um, one of my partner's family vineyards. Uh, traditionally, they've sold that fruit to other uh, wineries. Uh, and when we got involved in this, it was like, you know, no brainer. Right. Um, let's try a little. Uh, the response uh, of, of the Zen that we're getting ready to, to release in uh, 2017 has been so uh wonderful that we quadrupled our harvest for this year so oh. yeah we're, we're excited about it and we even uh, bottled it under a different label just to put it out front and center by itself at the beginning because we we believe it's going to be something that uh, people are going to latch on to right and and what is that label uh that label is called headspace um and what's the label look like it's an owl with a top hat Okay. Yeah. So it's funky. Who came is up it, with is, that? Is, is that image funky. out there yet, or has that kind it's, of been kept in house at this it's point? It's out there now. It so is. if you stop by the tasting room, you can get a little sneak peek of it before we release it. Why do I feel like it's I've seen a really that somewhere? Fun wine. Because you were out there going through the windows. Oh yeah, maybe you saw a <laughs> bottle hanging out. You know. <laughs> when you were rifling through their their winery, you know, maybe you fell across it. <laughs> Yeah, I've got some. Don't mem- mind me. I'm I'm a sommelier. It's okay. I can, <laughs> cool. it's I can do whatever opener. I want. Yes, I have an opener. <laughs> this is some wine I'm taste testing for some menus, you know. <laughs> and is it that vineyard? Is it all Zinfandel, or is there other stuff kind of scattered about in the vineyard? It's just not- just Zinfandel. Okay. Yeah, thirty-year-old vines, beautiful, producing fabulous grapes right now. We're pretty lucky to have it. Yeah. Well, and so if it gets to that point, are you able to then take it all? I hope. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Is that something you, is that kind of the, the dream? Wait a minute. So, I, wait a minute. How many it. acres? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be about 80 tons worth. Yeah. Yeah. You would love to have yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, Co- economy is, uh, you know, cost, uh, you know, drop drastically at that mm-hmm. number. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah because I, what I'd is. I'd actually make money. Yeah, what's the retail on that Zen? That Zen we're selling at forty nine dollars a bottle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to try this. Yeah. 
good for you guys. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, and you know, it's so funny. So I'm in marketing and people always tell me, yeah, it's the label. We look at the label first. I've never seen anything like it because it's happening to us. People haven't tried this in and have pre-ordered it because of the label. And I'm like, there, there we go. There we go. There it is. There it is. So that label actually kind of stemmed uh, cool. from... I go to Burning Man with my friends and I do funky labels every year. And this last year it was a lizard with a top hat on a unicycle. Kind of weird, kind of funky. And my mom goes, I actually like that. <laughs> so let's do something like that. So that's kind of where that idea came from. The can owl I, can top I repost hat. that? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. And, so you guys and, will be able to see that later. How we're going to play off this is that each vintage is going to have a different hat. Oh. Yeah. Like okay. That. So wait. So wait a minute. So what's? What, I want to know what you're thinking because first one is a top hat, mm-hmm. right? So old what, school, like 1920s okay. kind of thing. So then you're thinking baseball cap, uh, fedora, yeah. yeah, cowboy hat. No. No. Coming out of low die? Yeah, that kind of makes sense. 20, right? 20, year, 20 years down the road, you're not going to pull out a cowboy hat? Maybe, maybe. We're going <laughs> to. I guess it, it's going to have to happen at some A beret? Point. Yeah. Oh. oh. That's a fancy one. You know, would, the, would the baseball hat like be um, forward or backward? Uh, it'd be forward. Yeah. And what? Is it going to have I, the A? It's, it's really interesting. You've it. thought about this. Yeah. I'm so old school. I mean, and yeah, I mean, the reason they put the bill is to block the sun. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly Otherwise, right. it's just a beanie. Yeah. 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 Or a sock. Right. right. <laughs> or with my 12-year-old son, the bill is there so you can put it low enough so you don't have to look me in the eyes. True, yeah. true. <laughs> Blocks right. everyone out. So you guys are, you're selling that Zinfandel on this, so on the same website and out of the same tasting room? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. cool. It's a, that's a, that's a fun idea. Good for you guys. Yeah. yeah. And when I and when I first went, the first thing you do when you put into Google Headspace Wine shows up. It talks about the headspace, you know, the exactly. in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and well, then was that you the, put in Zen, then it goes directly to it. But was that the reason for the name? There's multiple reasons. I'm sure there's this a name. I'm sure actually, well, let's, partners, let's hear a, a couple of, of them. <laughs> yeah. With those three partners, <laughs> growing up in the Bay Area in the early '70s, you okay, know, Headspace was a had a totally different meaning. Sure. Um, but now that we're in the wine industry, you know, being you know, between the cork and the, that, that's got a good smell when you pop that cork. And yeah. so Headspace is kind of, let's play off that. And, yeah. and we are. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. Good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Can you pass the Grenache, please? Yes. 15. Thank you. So that one's unfiltered that you guys that, are trying right that's now. That's my favorite wine to this point. Is the 15? 15 mm-hmm. Grenache. And so since John's not here, and hopefully he'll listen to this, um, is John kind of, is he a uh, no yeast, unfiltered, unfined guy? Or is he a fan of yeast and has particular yeast that he likes for different wines and he stuff? Does. He does. Yeah. Um, in fact, I can't even keep up with the different yeah. yeast that he that he uses. Yeah, uh, we, we, yeah. we won't bore people with that but anyway. What, what happened? What happened with this Grenache is that uh, a, a day or two before we we're getting ready to bottle, we we're all around a barrel and we're drinking it, and it's like, you know, to the person, there's probably twelve of us. Uh, everybody thought it was one of the best wines they'd ever had. Yeah. So I asked John, I said, "Well, if we filter, does that change the flavor?" And he said, "Yeah, it will." And I said, well, we can't do that. 
and so we we went ahead and bottled as is and and the response has been that's our most popular selling wine which is amazing to me because most people aren't even familiar with the Grenache they, right they, they think it's a blended wine right it's like no it's a standalone variety right yeah that's what I wanted to ask so so we're big Rhone people. I was mm-hmm. a wine buyer for the girl in the fig for eight years. Mm-hmm. Only Rhone's only. Bart has always been into Rhone. We go to the hospice to Rhone. Sam is a big Rhone head. His dad is a big Rhone head. I mean, we're yeah. So so we're we're into into Rome, and we see sort of an upswing um, for Grenache in particular. And mm-hmm. we've even heard of people ripping out Cabernet and planting mm-hmm. Grenache. Which when we heard that, that was like holy shit. Yeah. When you're it's ripping happening. out Cabernet Sauvignon. <clears throat> but it seems to be the younger people that don't want to drink what their parents are drinking. They mm-hmm. don't want to drink the typical stuff. Um, Grenache seems to be the vehicle, um, the delivery system for um, for these new wine drinkers. And I so, think Grenache also lends itself to people that are into Pinot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and certainly... Well, a lot of different styles, right? Because yeah. you can right. make it in so many different styles right. and it handles heat and it grows. Right. You can get some nice tonnage out of it, right? So right. it's kind of like a win-win situation for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anything with Grenache, you have to actually drop fruit and especially on the young mm-hmm. vines, you know, the bunches are so huge, even kind of sculpt the sculpt the um, bunches. That's what um, Phil likes to do. Right. Cut and you the guys bottom off them and stuff. You and, Are and, you guys, I'm sorry, are you making a rosé from Grenache no, as well? I was just going to say that. And yeah. to this point, all the rosés we've made have come from our Grenache. Uh, which has been the best. The only way to make Grenache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, it's is, fabulous is to, is to make rosé. Grenache rosé, I think, is king. Um, I think so too. Yeah, unless you want something real delicate and feminine, and then mm-hmm. you can venture off into some. Yeah, and you right. know, to go back to the filtering thing, I mean, there's really, if a wine is healthy and it mm-hmm. has a good track record and it's clean, and if it's not clean, that's you know an issue in the cellar that someone didn't do something wrong. I mean, when I say clean, I mean visibly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason to filter you know filter it and like you said i mean no matter what it strips something out of it Mm -hmm. and um so if you're doing it for a reason then by all means do it you know but if you don't have to why would you do it so i I am now that that thought yeah um before you know the aesthetics uh yeah oh that what's those little black things in there and it's like tartrates yeah and people still get freaked out and i tell them oh you didn't know you're having a meal with your wine today i just ask them if they liked it liked sweet tarts as a kid right and if they did then Mm -hmm. chew on it yeah you know there you go you know i i've never had anyone complain with red wine being unfiltered i've had Mm -hmm. some people complain a little bit about white wine just because it's a little more visible Mm -hmm. Um, or if there's issues with cold stabilization or you know you've got crystals or whatnot I've never heard of being in being the person that's on the floor every night I've never seen anyone complain about you know when you have a little sediment or Mm -hmm. um, whatever in your glass I mean that's just like I think people expect that's a natural byproduct um, of the wine Uh, which means it's also vegan right Bart if it's not well no um, tartrates. <laughs> unfined? Unfined? Well, be, unfined, correct. Yeah. But like what we're talking about is tartrates. Mm-hmm. Right. Which you can get rid of tartrates um, probably by finding there's some sort of, I'm sure there's some sort of additive. Bentonite? But the typical, or well, that's not, bentonite isn't for tartrates. Okay. Um, but typically what you do for white wine, at least for dropping tartrates, is you chill the wine and it precipitates out onto the side of the tank. Um, oh. And... You can do that with red wine also at Kenwood 
back in the old days, as I say so often, we used to chill down all the red wines also because they didn't want tartrates to drop mm. out into. Um, but, okay, wait, wait. It. So you did that for like how long would you do it for? Oh, you know, there's. It's been so long since I've been around it. I don't remember, but it you wasn't know, something you did just degrees. before. No, well, you have to. So you chill the wines down to twenty degrees, and someone's going to correct me on this. I hope. Um, well, twenty for, degrees is freezing, for like twenty six days. Well, that's what you're chilling it down to, you know. It wow. does the wine ever get to that? But that's what you set the okay. the tanks to. And after that time, the tartaric acid drops out. It precipitates out of, you know, comes out of solution, and it will stick to the stainless steel tank where it's that cold, huh. right? So the the wine never gets that cold, but the outside the tank is that cold, right? And um, then when it's when it's done that for so much time, then you warm it up slightly and move the wine off the tartrates, and then it's stable. Huh. Interesting. So because white wine well drop out tartrates if it's in the refrigerator or if it gets in the freezer, you know. Right. And that's more common. So. Um, by the way, that 2015 Grenache is really good. Yeah. Good. Delicious. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. We have people in the tasting room. I don't like Grenache. We're going to skip over that one. And we're like, just wait. Just... <clears throat> Take a little sip and try it. And then their whole demeanor. Oh, this is actually really good. And that's, I think, what we love, too, about the Grenache varietal is if it's done right, it's a fabulous, fabulous wine. And I think people are really realizing that. And that's, you know, where it's rising in popularity, as we see, especially around the valley. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you take that stance. When people used to come, I worked at a taste room Mm -hmm. for a while for a family here and when people would come in and say oh i don't like zinfandel it took everything in my body not to just um, open hand slap them across yeah. the face because <laughs> i would say really so you've tried every zinfandel that was ever made you know you just don't like zinfandel because you right. can give the same you can pick a zinfandel vineyard and tell 10 winemakers go make zin out of that and they will come back with 10 completely exactly. different wines so the fact that you don't like zinfandel it means you know most of the time maybe that means they had a bad experience mm-hmm. or they listened to some person that Right, you know, told them that Zin's told that Zin is no good yeah. right now. But yeah, that, that's it. it. Ari, what what are you doing when you're not doing the tastings? Um, I still do. Well, I market for them. I help my mom with the wine club. Do all of our email marketing. Keep in touch with everyone. All that. Do you have a full time job though? So also? I actually quit my full time job to help them with this. What I was in doing? corporate marketing for a huge casino up in Reno, Tahoe, where I'm from, huh. and didn't like that very much. So I just decided to up and quit, and I freelance on the side. So I do marketing for all kinds of companies. So you were living up in the Reno, Tahoe area? Yeah, so I'm back and forth still. What, I mean, why? Was skiing did you get this year? Um, or boarding? Or I didn't ski at all this year. I know, what a shame. Yeah. It's it's bad. Why but, are you still going back and forth? Um. Because my daughter's still in school there, so okay. it just makes sense for us until she can kind of navigate into a different, you know, school. We right. figured best for her to stay there, but I love it down here, so yeah. I'll be up soon. Okay. It's fabulous. Yeah. But I kind of get the best of both worlds at the same time. Everyone's like, wow, what a shame. Right. Awful places to live. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> It's great. Sam Sam went to school in Reno. Oh, and, really? And lived there for a while, I yeah. think, after. Um, he worked for 
he worked he was a lobbyist sammy should be here um a lobbyist i believe for a what while. who are we talking about sam katuri no yeah what university of reno oh, but, but hey. sam katuri and lobbyist in the same sentence well, doesn't make any sense he was whatsoever doing something he worked on no you know what it was I, I, okay you're right i'm sorry uh, he worked on a political campaign Okay. Well, okay. Now that, that, that I can sense. see, that makes sense. Sorry. for someone makes pushing sense. an agenda for legalizing uh, certain yeah. substances, yeah, I may, can totally maybe see. we should. Hey, be the his first efforts episode. paid off, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and are continuing to pay yeah, off. Right. Perfect. Yeah. We like it. Um, so I just went ahead and poured the other Grenache, the sixteen. And why is it labeled differently? Is one vineyard specific? So one is split rock, and the other one is no. They're both same uh, education and involved oh, yeah. i didn't know i could put the vineyard on the the, the label uh-huh. first did it. we're okay. learning as we go yeah. okay like i said re- reinventing the wheel here right yeah so this one is filtered john decided okay, to filter this one so we're gonna get a little something different yeah i mean i think the wine is showing more than anything else it's just showing the difference oh, in the two vintages that 15 is so fucking yeah, good it it's really good is. it's my favorite wine yeah and like you kind of were saying about younger people not wanting to drink their parents' wine. All of our friends love Grenache. It's their favorite varietal. Yeah. And, you know, it's all and, we buy. And they're drink, drifting towards Merlots. Yeah. I, I know. Isn't that amazing yeah. how that's coming back? Yeah. we A good Merlot, though. Mm. I know. I've noticed that at the hotel. We're selling, um, uh, we got the Keenan Merlot. We mm-hmm. are selling quite a bit of and It used to be, you know, I, Merlot just didn't move for a long time. But, right. right. Um, now people are coming back. Thank God, because what? Yeah. I mean, it's a noble varietal. It truly is. We had a thirteen uh, Mount Veter Merlot. Yeah, yeah, you said you just sold out of the Merlot. So what was that 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 you guys had made? Um, we did a barrel. Okay, uh, it, it was actually my wife and I kind of mm-hmm. handpicked the fruit. And, wow. Yeah. Brought it. Down yeah. Who does it. that kind of stuff for you guys? Typically on your other vineyard sites, is it someone that's just delivering the fruit basically in bins to your crush pad facility? Um, <clears throat> and then why are you, why were you picking fruit on this particular vineyard? Um, they said we could have it for free. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. It was into harvest. A couple guys right. backed out it was on Merlot. Him. Yeah. <laughs> At that point. And I say that with a smile on my face. I no, mean, I know, but you know, that's so there's crazy. There's still time when right. things were not, you know, there were things didn't So have it was contract. just going to rot. So basically, it, yeah, it was it just going to sit. It was a 2013 Merlot, so it was, so it was yeah. one of our first wines as right. well. Yeah. Sometimes you drive by a vineyard long enough and you go, God, they still haven't picked it. And yeah. you yeah. go and you knock on the door or someone knows somebody. And, you know, I mean, there's a time when you go on to Craigslist or... Uh, wine business and you look for grapes for sale they're out there there's like you know mm-hmm. yeah wine business is my friend yeah yeah yeah. 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 yeah you're hustling that's what you're doing sure yeah good for you <laughs> yeah at this point it, what is your that freewheeling freewheeling <laughs> for vineyard what is what is total case production at this point for you guys um currently we're probably at about 1600 cases annually so oh, wow. So that's still, it, it sounds like you guys are making much more wine because you have so many different. The, mm-hmm. the, the largest production of any varietal is like 250 cases. Right. Okay. So most of ours is right around 150 to 200 cases, but we do six varietals. So. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're still considered 
micro winery oh, yeah. for sure. You're under under three thousand, I think, is basically mm-hmm. right. what people call. So, right. okay, so you're. I was thinking we're little guys. I was a little scared for you when you when you started talking about that many different wines. I'm like, wow, you guys have no distributor. You're selling everything DTC or mm-hmm. through the tasting room. Like, I was thinking that you were actually kind of nuts. Um, we're we're nuts, but yeah, no, that's, that's an accurate description. Okay, yeah. but but no, that much wine. I mean, that's that's manageable. Yes, right. it is now. We at, learned at the, though. Yeah, at the beginning, we were we were on target to do about eight thousand cases oh. annually. Holy crap! And then we learned uh, quickly. Uh, we, we had uh, someone that was planning on buying about eighty percent of that wine, and they backed out at the last minute. Um, so I mean, that, it, it's it's. It's hard, and especially when you're first getting going. Mm-hmm. Some of my mistakes were like, you know, so, you know, how much do you want? Two tons. Okay, do you want five bins? Yes. And you get up there and you're like, you know what? Go ahead and send me six or, you know, or, you know, do you want the rest of this block? Yes, I'll take the rest of the well, block. You get excited. And you get yeah. excited. You get, yeah. you're like, oh, this looks so good. Yes, I'm going to take a little bit more. But you got to think through it. It costs you that much more per ton to crush it. You, you need a couple more barrels. Um, you, you pay X amount a month storage more for that. And then you got to buy the glass, the labels, the corks um, on top of that and pay for the bottling. And it, it I, yeah, I, I have cases where I've done that. I mean, mm-hmm. I can tell you. Now, on the other hand, like I have my 14 Zin that I'm getting low on now. It's never tasted better now than it ever right. did. So right. if I would have yeah. made less, I'd be sold out by now. Right. Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't be a bad thing either. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things when you, you know, we always talk about in the restaurant business where you have the allocated wines and you get them in. And so, oh, we get six bottles of Saxum and it's their newest release. And then, and then it's gone within a month and people mm-hmm. order it and you go. Then you drink one that's had 10 years mm-hmm. of bottle aging and you go, oh, that's probably what the winemaker had in mind when they made the wine was some not people just consuming it immediately upon release, um, but nobody can sit on stuff. It's our, just our it's wines usually lay uh, about a year after bottling before we release, Is, and that's a conscious decision on your Absolutely. part. Yeah. Okay, I mean all these wines have a lot of life in them, and you can see they're going to age out really nicely. Right, you know, just the four wines that we've tried today. Yeah, usually people are into big, you know, extended barrel aging and then limited uh, bottle. And some people are into not aging too long in the barrel. But then it, I think Kieran is like that, doesn't do too much um, barrel aging. But then he leaves it in the bottle for a while because he thinks that's where it's making the stew. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's really interesting. I just listened to a podcast on um, I'll Drink to That with Levy Dalton. And he had a Burgundian winemaker on. I'm not going to attempt the name. It's the most recent episode. And he talks throughout the whole thing about his decisions on winemaking um, in all these different locations in Burgundy and how it's amazing to me how much he like how much how long he's going to age it and what he's going to age it in. And you have to be thoughtful the whole process through, you know, on from the winemaking to just what you said, you know, once I get it in the barrel, am I going to need this? I mean, once I get in the bottle, am I going to need to sell it right away? Or am I going to not get to it for over a year and a half? And you have to have that thought when you go into bottling and when you decide to bottle it. Um, um, He talked about, you know, with uh, wines, he's bottling some wines under screw cap and Mm. that those wines under screw cap, they don't need as much sulfur. 
you know? Hmm. And, you know, if you don't think about that and you just bottle according to your parameters and the same thing with some of these, you know, different quirks, Mm -hmm. um, uh, they're, they're different. So you have to be thoughtful again, the whole way through with every wine as its own entity. Yeah. What are you guys using? You, are you a big believer in traditional corks? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, we, wow. Strong. We, yes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, tell me about it then. Um, Ganal's our supplier. Um, mm-hmm. it's Italian cork. Yeah. We, we, yeah, I know the Ganal girls. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a sustainable, uh, operation. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, one of the things we look for in, uh, our suppliers is sustainability, of course, and family owned. Um, once again, we were getting our cab fruit from a, a couple of bros up on the Atlas Peak area, and they they sold their vineyard uh, to a group that used to be a family operation, but they they now are incorporated out of Chicago. So uh, it's kind of tough to, to call them that. And so we, we walked away from that, even though uh, that was some of the best cab fruit. You know, on the, wow. on the planet. Oh, good for you. You guys are able to make those decisions. Yeah. 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 Well, if it's important to you. It yeah. Is. And we hold it as one of our, you know, huge values is we want to do what we think is important. And that's, you right. know, supporting family owned vineyards, family owned operations. And of course, we value sustainability, like to the utmost respect. So when we find both those things in one, of course, it's a great fit. Um, and you guys, you like the foil on the top of the bottles. I try and talk every single person out of foil. You know, all of our whites and rosés do not have foils, such okay. as our reds. And but yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't but understand that. I don't understand why it's there. And, and people that work in restaurants, yeah. when you work there long enough, it's it's just a, a it's just one more to. thing yeah. to do to get to the <laughs> wine. Actually, oh, totally. We bottled a couple of wines without foil yeah. um, and got a good response because it was one of those... Yeah, yeah, you just go right in. Yeah, it's it's funny. I did it, the first wines I did, my label is a little bit different. We had this really nice kind of copper-looking foil that complemented it real nice. Oh, yeah. And I I was able to find some, and then the next year I couldn't find any. And I'd always kind of toyed with not using Mm -hmm. foils. Um, And to to have custom foils made, it's ridiculously expensive. And there's not that many colors available. And so my wife was totally against it. And I bottled it without foils. And I just went for it. And only one account ever complained about it. Just saying that they couldn't take in the wine Mm. if it didn't have foils. And everyone else, now now it's not even a discussion. And now look how many people have changed to it. So it's, it's, again, it's not even a discussion. The the fact that we firebrand our corks, you know, it looks really cool. Absolutely. So we didn't want to cover it up. Right. And we used a a raisin glass so it had a nice long neck. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it just looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's especially when you have the cork that has your has something printed on it, yeah. and you can see it right through the bottle. I think right. so, and people don't understand when you're opening it up. Especially, do you guys do any? Um, do you have pricing available where you're in restaurants you're, you're able to do buy the glass program? Is that are you even close to that pricing? Um, maybe at a couple yeah. of places that that we want our label poured, um, right. because we do so little. You know, the, the cost is most people aren't receptive to it. Right. But there are a few that recognize the quality of the wine mm-hmm. that we work with a little bit more because I I know that they're going to 
push the wine. I yeah, guess. I mean, it, with wines like these, you know, that a lot of us make, they're not meant to be poured for wine by the glass. Yeah. Um, there are places that do respect the wine by the glass pricing, mm-hmm. um, not respect that that approach a little differently where they charge more for it so they can afford to buy a little um, nicer wines. Um, and then you have to just decide, you know, um, is it a good place to be? Right. Right. And sometimes there are some places where you just, you want to be there. Exactly. And we just kind of figured that out and are starting to, you know, go through those avenues and yeah. finding those places, yeah. which is really fun. But, yeah. but until this point, yeah, yeah, it's been just establishing ourselves. So now we're getting to do all that fun stuff right. as well. I know for you guys, what makes sense? What restaurants do you hope to be in or want to be in or are in? I mean, I think anyone that values the same things as we do, we would love to be in and partner with them. And they love our wine. We, you know, want to share it with them. The Red Grape has been foreign. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They were like our first people. Really? Yeah. That was actually the very first time I'd ever seen your wine was at the Red Grape. Yeah. 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 And and again, like I said, they're a great partner. Right. They're great. And we're, we're trying to sit down with them to poor pinots he hasn't tried those yet right. so yeah or and our 16 grenache so and, right. and todd out at sonoma's best you've done something with todd have you sold todd anyone no okay. well, todd we're sending some people your way do you how much of that 15 grenache do you have left um i think around 180 200 cases yeah. okay so that's enough yeah. yeah yeah you should we'll we'll put you in touch with todd cool. yeah i mean um yeah, you just uh, you know you got to get out and hustle. You oh, I spend know. Spend less time oh, in yeah. Reno, more time down here selling. <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> down here. I have two more months. I'll see you all around. <laughs> you are my echo. <laughs> yeah, I get told this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell myself that every morning. Do I want to go know, for a bike ride? Right. <laughs> do I want to go for a bike ride, or do I want to go sell wine? Go sell wine. Go sell wine. Do it. Yeah, but it's yeah. fun, right? You get to meet all these amazing people. Too. Hey, you know, once you're out the door, it's easy. You know, right. it's, it's getting in the door. Right. Sometimes yeah. the hard part, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been great, you guys. Um, so listen, do you have any, um, anything you want to talk about that's going on in the tasting room? Do you have a, an event? Do you have a wine club, something special? What is, what, how does your wine club work? Let's talk about that. Okay. So we do have a wine club. We're doing a tiered membership right now. We have 30 spots open for our founders club and that is 30% off all wines, you know, exclusive wine member parties and dinners and really exciting events. And you get shipped six bottles two times a year. So you get a case total and then you can order online throughout the year with that discount and you are grandfathered in for the rest of your remaining time and then once we fill those spots we're going to do the tiered below which is going to be 15 to 20 percent off all your wines and same exclusive um pre-releases and events but it's all good and same thing six bottles twice a year so a case total okay yeah. And so, oh, so what you're saying is you've got those 30 spots. If people so want yeah, the wine, it's you in your best interest to get discount. that. Right, oh, hey, right. And you're talking about dinners, dinners. Yes. Are you guys uh, planning on doing some winemaker dinners? Yes. So this fall we will start all of that. 
and we are going to do winemaker dinners and then dinner at the tasting room and kind of some neat, really exclusive, tiny events. We like to keep things very intimate so we can talk to you and you can really learn about our wines. That's something we cherish. So being able to teach everyone what we do and why we do it, I think is very important to us. And then um, we do have a few events coming up this summer. The 4th of July, we're going to do a truffle and wine pairing at the tasting room. If you want to bring a picnic, you're more than welcome. Wait, so tell tell me more about that. So we have partnered with um, a chocolatier out of Napa that my parents, Jeff and Noel, have gone through all of their chocolates and tasted what pairs well with their wines. They'll tell you it was a brutal experience and they tasted through all of these chocolates (laughs) and it was awful. But so we pair three wines with three chocolates, truffles, and you come into the tasting room. It's $15. It's an amazing experience. And we'll sit you down and go through the truffles with each wine. One's going to be a Sauvignon Blanc uh, rosé and then a pinot that we're going to pair with the chocolate. Okay, so we're talking about a Sauvignon Blanc paired with chocolate. Yeah, so this is really fun actually. So it is Belgian chocolate and this is a white chocolate truffle with passion fruit. So it's insanely amazing and it just pairs fantastic. Yeah. Everyone kind of goes, Ew, passion chocolate. Fruit, passion right. fruit is really tart, right? Yes. Is it? Yeah. 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 And it pairs like phenomenally with yeah. the SB. It yeah, just, interesting. Yeah, so, guys come by our our, our sp our 15 kind of finishes with a passion fruit oh so, nice okay okay so you're doing a little mirroring yeah uh, hand in hand right okay yeah and then we and, have but then that's something that's available every day you guys are open so we do chocolate pairings but you guys just need to mention it to us and you'll see when you come in that's an option but then we have events that are the truffles so they're a little extra something something that you get to pair with the wines right okay yeah okay and then when you're talking about dinners who are you planning on partnering up with we have a few in mind but we haven't pulled the trigger on any yet there will be different you know kind of foods we want to do with one dinner and then we'll do something a little fancier maybe farm to table with another so okay yeah those are to be determined and announced okay yes Keeping it under wraps for me. Right. We can't announce anything yet. Okay. We have to let our wine club members know first. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So these will be very small events, probably 50 and under. And then Perfect. we have a few release parties that we'll announce to the public. We haven't done a public release party yet. So that's something we're getting excited to do. That'll be probably December, January-ish. Okay. And what's it looking like this year? What are you guys excited about? You adding any diff, any new vineyards, any new varietals onto the program? Possibly. Okay. Um, we're really excited about continuing our Pinot. Yeah. Um, of course, our, our Zinfandel. Um, but uh, I was talking with the, the Nicholson family last year. Uh, Ramona and the, the uh, new, from of, Nicholson Ranch? Out of... Um, and, and possibly getting some cab there. Okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. You know, okay. It's one of those. We'd like to stay in Napa mm-hmm. um, up high. Uh, okay. Just we've fallen in love with that mountain fruit there. Right. and It's kind of tough to go away from Howell Mountain and Atlas Peak and yeah. fi- find similar. Um, yeah. We, we'd actually had some... 
cab lined up on Moon Mountain one time, and uh, this is th- three years ago, and, yeah. it, and it never got ripe enough. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're looking for for a little more heat over there. Well, and yeah. the, the stuff from Napa, do you think it tends to sell itself a little bit more? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, for our cab, yeah. Yeah. Of course. No, but for sure. we do go where the fruit is, you know, the best. And John right. and my dad do a great job at sourcing that. Just like our Grenaches come from Mendocino. We just yeah. think grows superb grapes there. Right. We're chasing the grapes. Okay, good. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. Chasing the grapes. We are. That should be your tagline. There we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> chasing the grapes. Right. So why don't you uh, give us your web address if people want to reach out to you guys and purchase wine and or make an appointment to do a Perfect. tasting. Um, yeah. That sounds good. So it's just troikawines.com. And how do you spell troika? T-R-O-I-K-A and then wines, W-I-N-E-S. Okay. And you can do all of that online. All of our contact information's on there. You can call mm-hmm. to make an appointment or just schedule, schedule a reservation. All of that information's on there. You can buy wine and all of that. Okay. And uh, Instagram? Instagram is Traco Wines as well. Everything except Facebook is Traco Wines. So then on Facebook, it's just Traco Wines. We don't care about Facebook. Without yeah. the S. I know, right? Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. There's still Facebook people out there. There are, but it makes it really hard to communicate with them. Uh, um, yeah. And, and you know what? Get out there and get some of those 15 Grenache um, would be my call for these four wines. I'm sure... I'm sure the rest of them are all really good also, but because yeah. all the wines are delicious. No, and I'm um, kind of bummed that we didn't get to see, well, the rosé, of course, is a no-brainer for me, um, yeah. big rosé guy, but then the Sauvignon Blanc, too, I really um, interested in. So can I come by the tasting room? Of and, course, okay. come by. We'll pour you all the okay. wines. Okay, cool. Do a barrel tasting. A barrel? What do you got in barrel there? We have cab in barrels right now. Okay, and it's actually at the tasting room, yes. or do we have to walk over to the storage nope. facility? No, we got to go to the barrel room. So okay. it's like 100 feet away. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll all be good. All right. It's pretty walk. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I think chasing the grapes is a perfect thing. You guys go. are chasing the grapes. You're um, um, obviously interested in, in making solid relationships with family-owned vineyards and people yeah. that are into sustainable practices. And that's all stuff that... Um, we're into as well. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. And, good luck. Yeah. I hope thanks. the facility works out for you in yeah. the tasting room experience. It's, um, it's daunting cause, um, but you're doing it right because at least if I was going to do it, I, I'd have to be there myself also. Yeah. And, um, and that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. So yes, good for does. you guys. Yeah. I know. Are you, well, what are you doing in your free time? Are you, re- you're just basically retired and, and free time. <laughs> okay. So that, okay. That yeah. answers my question then. Yeah. 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 We used to go to quiet a couple of times a year. I haven't been here in four years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the wine business. <laughs> yeah, no, man, you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. As I said, you know, um, Ali and I, Ari and I kind of hooked up at uh, Ramsgate and, and, and had a connection and I um, really enjoy the wines and, and think you guys are doing something cool. So um, we always like when we have people that are on the smaller side that we can turn people on to because there's just so much going on out there. And especially with the, what happened with the crush pads is that you had all these people that wanted to make wine that were able to do so. And then, Mm -hmm. then the market got a little bit flooded with stuff and it's hard to navigate sometimes. But, um, um, 
I think it's, you know, definitely worth the visit. If you're not in the area, go to the website. If you're in the area, come do a tasting and do it the way that, that these guys are doing it, where you're, you're not stopping in and, and for 20 minutes and just chugging a bunch of wine where you're actually coming in, doing an, an experience, learning about the story, learning about the family, learning about the vineyard, tasting the wines. Um, and then, um, and then take some, take some wine home and start the relationship. Sounds like there's 30 spots available for this. <laughs> That's an incredibly different discount when you're talking about, I know. right? Yeah, it is. Um, it's so funny. Th- this show will be out. What's today? Wednesday. It'll be out in two days. So if you're awesome. hearing this show, it's on a Friday and, um, I imagine those slots will fill up quick. So, so give them a call. You guys got a phone number you want to give out to? Yeah, it's um, 707-492-8213. And are, is that your, is that your that's, desk that that's coming that's across? That's the Trico Wines number. So okay. you will get either my mom, me, or my dad. It. It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's what he does in no, his free time. No, he doesn't. Time. He He's like, Noel or Ari, get the phone. <laughs> it rings at our house. <laughs> phone. Phone, yeah. hurry, get it. Somebody get it. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Hey, thank um, you. You want to get any shout outs yeah, uh, for this week? Um, this is for Sam. Um, 16600 is having their next Vinyl Sunday oh, cool, yeah. on June 30th from 2 to 5. Um, uh, Chuck Matto, the flavor the flavor train, will be doing some barbecue and um, local music by local artists, Tony and Dawn. So check it out. Wait, wait. Um, Tony, Cheryl, what happened to Orlando? Sam. You heard it from him, not from me. Wasn't Check it, it Tony on, Orlando and Don? Wasn't yeah, that a right. big thing yeah, when we were? Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I'm not familiar. So it's just with Tony them. and Don now. Just Tony and Don now. Okay. Maybe the Orlando's. They're not in Orlando playing. I don't so know. So it's just Tony or Don. I don't know. Boy, that's the second time I've left Sam just high and dry <laughs> in one in one episode. <laughs> Well, and I just want to give a shout out to Todd, uh, Todd Jolly at Sonoma's Best. He was nice enough. The other day I had a uh, podcast on our uh, sister podcast with Sondra Bernstein, the, uh, the bike goes on and, and I wanted a bottle of rosé to bring in to do the podcast and I just stopped in. I was looking for rosé. I, I wasn't expecting anything. He snuck up behind me and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking for a bottle of rosé. He said, what do you want? I'm like, oh, I'm kind of looking at the bedrock. He said, cool, take it. And so I grabbed it. I went up to the counter and he came up and he's like, no, no, dude, just take it. That's marketing. Yeah, uh, just go. make sure you mention me. And I said, well, we, we mention you anyway. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so can I get four more bottles? <laughs> no, I didn't. Say that. Um, but uh, uh, did you go to the rosé party? I was unable to attend the rosé party. Okay. Yeah. Looked yeah. like fun, though. I think yeah. Todd said they had 100 something people out there. Yeah. Um, and hopefully um, we can hook you guys up with um, with Perfect. Todd. That would be really sweet. And, and, and I mean, I think it's a no-brainer for your ganache to be at the Girl in the Fig, which is... Rhone only wines. Um, have you guys approached anyone there? No. Would you be interested in of having them course, try your wine? Brian, sure. Okay. Yes. We might know somebody. All right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I think Jonathan listens. <laughs> I don't think so. But I know Saunders. I don't think does. he does either. <laughs> but I know Saunders, so that's a fun. Perfect. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Winemakers. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Um, I'll give you a little teaser. I believe we're planning on having Jess Wade on the uh, show because I think he just walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is uh, is a is a, a friend that um, worked with me at the Girl in the Fig and has been involved in the wine business for a long time. He's and, another uh, hustler. He's out there doing all sorts of stuff. He's yeah. <laughs> he's an OG hustler. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> all right. All right. So you guys visit Troy. Wines, give them a call. Get some of that. Uh, uh, get some of that Grenache or the Pinot. Uh, um, you know, some Sauvignon Blanc and some Rosé uh, will be good too. And we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.